0: All right, great. I am super excited. Today, we're going to be talking about a subject that is actually coming from my one of my favorite parables in the scriptures. This is in Matthew chapter 25, talking about the 10 talents. Uh, today, we're, we're looking at how to maximize resources because this is a leadership table where we come together. And uh, as leaders, we try to solve real problems and see how we can develop our talents for Christ's service recognizing that leadership is the skill of influence it's nothing more and it's nothing less. Every man, woman and child has influence. but the question is are we using that influence to lead others to Christ? So today we're going to be looking at uh, resources and we're going to do a deeper dive here so that we can understand um, what we can do. This is especially for those who are um, those leaders who have, more responsibilities, and they start to get, uh, start to feel a little stressed or perhaps overwhelmed, or maybe uh, they feel limited in their ability to move forward and what they're trying to do. They want to have a greater impact. You want to have, uh, you're desiring to make a difference in people's lives at a higher level, but you feel limited with. Uh, what you have or, or, or the way that you're doing this. I'm going to be showing you something that has been so life-changing for me that once I understood this, and the more that I understand this, the more people that I've been able to reach and help and, and uh, work together with. I really believe that this is going to be a turning point in the lives of many of the people here. Uh, so we're looking at resources. And um, first of all, A lot of times when we set out to do something big and we fail, or do anything and we fail, a lot of times we trace our failures back to uh, things like, maybe I didn't have enough time to accomplish the thing that I want to do, or I didn't have enough, uh, I didn't have the right people, or maybe I lack the skills or the knowledge to know, uh, to, to set out these things. But each one of these are resources. All of them are resources and and the problem for all of our failure is never a lack of resources. It's always a lack of resourcefulness. Because if we really wanted to get something done, we would figure out a way. We would find the knowledge. We would find someone who can help. It's resourcefulness is what we want to aim for today. And how can we be resourceful? Do you guys want to learn how to be resourceful?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Alright, me too.
1: So you said the problem
0: is never... A lack of resources.
1: Never a lack of resources.
0: It's never a lack of resources is the problem. It's always a lack of resourcefulness. Oh,
2: okay, now I get
0: it. So today we're learning how to be full of resources. Because leaders maximize resources. And you're here because you want to understand, how can I be a leader? So the question, how are we going to maximize resources if we don't know what they are? Yeah, good
1: question.
0: It's, it's going to be very difficult, right? So let, let's shout out. What are some examples of resources? Uh, value. Uh, value. Well, that's a that's a good guess. Connection. Not not quite. But but resources are valuable. People. Okay. So connections, people. Yes. So connection. People. So I heard time. That's right. What else? What was that, sister Theodora? connection. Oh, thank you so much. Is spelling a resource?
2: Uh, maybe.
0: Maybe I need to increase that one. Um, <laughs> knowing
2: where to look. Knowing where to look. I'd like the computer would be a resource. So. A library or something.
0: So let let's just say knowledge. Knowledge is a resource. Isn't
1: it like kind of like the you know the talents that everyone has? Yes.
0: Yes. So, we could put skill down there. Skills is a resource. So, we'll put skills, maybe labor. Absolutely. What else is a resource? These are some resources that you have. And I'm going to show you how you can maximize these. And maximizing resource means not only getting the most out of what you have, but what's beautiful with God is that our current capacity can be expanded that you can actually increase your capacity in each one of these things God has made us all fearfully and wonderfully made so there are nine resources we've got four who wants to keep going what what else is a resource what about money is money a resource yes yeah money is definitely a resource and um what, what else is a resource? I'll put on here... What about our mouth? Is our mouth and communication a resource? Yeah, communication is... Yeah. Definitely. This is a resource, and then I'll put on there equipment. Equipment is a resource. A lot
1: of times you can get faster. Technology?
0: Yes, equipment, technology. These are definitely resources. A, um, resource. There. <laughs> yeah, a car is a form of equipment or an example of equipment. You said influence, connections, people, influence. Yes, absolutely. So what? What we're here today, leadership is is what the skill of influence. The skill of influence. So we are actually increasing our. Um, resource of influence just by showing up and being here and learning more about how we can influence others. And then the last one we'll say is um, strength or energy. it yes, yeah, strength, energy, health. These are these are resources. Absolutely. Health, muscle, energy. These are resources and then knowledge. Um, I'm just going to expand this a little bit. God
2: is a resource.
0: Understanding. Mm-hmm. Every. Yeah, yeah, every good and perfect gift is from where? Yes, yeah, from the Lord. I'm, the sorry.
2: government's a resource. The, the,
0: depending on what you're trying to do. Yeah, the government is is a source of resources. Um, yes. Okay, so this is good. Internet. There. Yeah, a form of. Form of technology there and information because that's all that exists on the internet here is a list and i I want us to really like contemplate this list for me when i was first learning about maximizing resources one of the first steps this and listen first steps is to know and understand and become very familiar with these as resources because i i will challenge you that a lot of times when you set out to do something the the reason that we often contribute to our failure of maybe I didn't get done what I wanted to do today. Lack of time or lack of, of strength or health or, or the reason why um, I wasn't able to plan or, or um, go somewhere. Maybe I'm traveling and I wanted to get from point A to point B. We, we always attribute our failures to a lack of resources, but it's not. It is resourcefulness. So we have to learn how to become full of resources by maximizing our resources and increasing our capacity. And truth is, um, let's look at the law of use. If you don't use it, you what? You lose it. it. So the more intentional we are about using our resources, then they start to expand. Yes?
2: One of the nice abilities that humans have is that if they don't have the resource and they can find somebody who has the resource... And copy what they do. Yes. Or get the information
0: from them or something. That's right. Yes, pe- people, mentors are, are are one of the only shortcuts that actually exists in this world. A lot of times, like, I I, I don't really believe in very many shortcuts. Uh, we're always trying to find a quick way to do something, but mentors is one of the fastest ways to get from where you are to where you want to be. Um, matter of fact, I'll, I'll write that on here. So... Um, This is something that's good for us to be aware of. It's like, here you are, and this is the result. This is the goal. This is the thing that you want in life. And what it's important to realize is resources is the bridge that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Give this guy some arms. So your ability to maximize and utilize resources will help you to get to where you want in life and what God's plan and purposes are for your leadership journey uh, much faster. So if if this is the one skill that we can master and it's mastering becoming full of resources, then you'll see every area of your life being improved. But here's the challenge. You're not only limited, actually. You know, um, the source of much of our limitation in life of why we feel like we're not making progress the way that we want to or moving as quickly as we would like or making as big of an impact in the lives of others that we wish that we could is because we're operating on a limited question. There is, there, there is um, I'm going to look at this, this concept of uh, many people are operating off of the. Uh, I did it again. Many of us are operating on this uh, scarcity mindset. And does God work on on the principle of scarcity? No. What does he work on?
2: Abundance.
0: Is okay. is God limited?
2: Mm-mm.
1: Unlimited. <laughs> Our God is unlimited.
0: Yes. Praise God the Lord. God has uh, unlimited resources. He has unlimited time, unlimited influence, unlimited connections and and communication, and equipment, and technology, there's no limit to God's power. And here's the beauty: when um, if if you and I are working together and we're co-laborers and we are working towards a common mission, we have a common goal in mind of where we like where we are and where we want to be, how many of my resources do you think I am going to contribute to you and I accomplishing a common? mission, or goal. All of them. I am willing to exhaust my resources so that you and I can get to where we're trying to go. Oh, this is, this is exciting. You don't, you're not getting it yet. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. Check this out. How do you look at the resources of your collaborators? Those that you're collaborating with. 1 Corinthians 3, v- verse 9. Can I get a volunteer to read this for us? Oh. All right, thank you.
2: For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husband three. Ye are God's building.
0: We are co-laborers with who? God. The monarch of the universe. Amen. So when Jesus said in the Great Commission, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then he says, go ye, that's you all plural, therefore, what does the word therefore mean?
1: Because of this.
0: Because God of I what have. I just said, because I have all power, omnipotence. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, the great so, commission. Because I
1: have all the resources, now he says like, come go
0: preach. It, exactly. Because, so when man cooperates with God by linking The will of man with the will of God, then our will becomes omnipotent. (laughs) All power and all resources God is willing to exhaust for you and I so that we can accomplish the Great Commission, the reason why we are here, our reason of existence, which is to give glory to God, to form the character of Christ, His thoughts, His feelings. And to contribute this to the world, be representatives to vindicate the character of God. This is our purpose here in life. It's fulfilling the Great Commission. Is that exciting to realize that we have a, a law of abundance that we can, we can access? We don't have to work on scarcity. There's never a lack in God's service. There's never a lack of money, never a lack of time. There's never a lack of resources and people. There's no limit to what God is able to do through you when you consecrate yourself to Him every day. And you work and you walk in His ways and in His will. The safest and the happiest place we can be is in the will of God. So I want us to just fundamentally, we'll, as we continue, everything, all of our problems, there's really only two ways that you can look at resources. on a, Operating on the principle of scarcity or abundance. And I challenge you that the same thing that, that Christ desired, I came that you might have life and that you have, might have life more what? Abundant. Abundantly. I challenge you to have the abundant life that Christ is offering abundant in resources to fulfill His will for His glory. So this is the question. So in 2014, uh, I was I was given a lot of Bible studies, maybe like five to seven a day, and I was working with the local church. I was living at the church. I was going giving studies in the community. I was giving studies online. I was recording videos. I was very active um, in the. In the church that I was at, and I was just running myself ragged. It was intense. The the schedule that I had, it was just constant go 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 go, and uh, and I just felt limited. It's like no matter how much I would work, there just wasn't enough. I used to read Luke's uh, chapter ten, verse two, and it says, "The harvest is plenteous, but what? The
1: labors, are few.
0: the labors are few." I used to read that and be like, "Therefore, I need to work harder." because there's so much to do in so little time and so little help. But I didn't realize the rest of the verse says, it doesn't mean we should labor more, it means we should what? Pray 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 ye therefore, that's the word again, Mm -hmm. to the Lord of the harvest, that He would send forth laborers to enter into His harvest. It took me years to figure that out. But when we pray for laborers, when we pray for leaders, when we pray for others, to dedicate their talents to Christ's service. That's a whole nother ballgame. This is what God is asking us to do. So I, re- I was reading this book, Gospel Workers, page uh, um, 225, and it changed my life forever. It said, the wisest generalship, but we'll just uh, general as a leader, so we could just say we're all here because we wanna become better leaders. So the wisest leadership is in seeing, not how much <laughs> I can do, but how much can I lead the people to do? The wisest leadership is in seeing not how much I can do myself, but how much I can lead the people to do. Really, really think about this. So, one is um, how much, whoops. The, the question often with resources is how much. But um, is there a limit to what I can do? Is there a limit to what you can do? Mm-hmm. Are you, how many people are, are feeling the limitations of your life? The limitations of your time? the Limitations of your skill, your knowledge, your, your influence, your, the people that you know? Like, I mean, we're all, we've all been there. It, I mean, all of us to get from where we are to where we want to be, we see that there's limitations and we, and that is getting us there. But the way that you tap into abundance and you start operating with the principle and you start cooperating with Christ in His service is you start asking, how much can I lead people to do? this is a life-changing question completely different when you start realizing wait a second leadership is influence how much can i influence other people to do you're real you're no longer thinking about your resources you're thinking what how are when you have a common goal or a common area that you're moving towards Mm -hmm. then you have access to not just your own resources All of God's resources, which includes everyone else's in life. There are people around you who you either know now or you have yet to meet that are ready to help contribute to your goal, your contribution, to what God is calling you to do. So we have to think, not just who you know, but... Who, what have, who do other people know? How can you maximize other people's time? How can you maximize other people's knowledge, other people's understanding? How can you maximize other people's skills? How can, you, uh, how can you leverage other people's finances, their means, their money, their contribution? There's a lot of people who have funds and they're like, I want to contribute. I want to use this resource for something bigger, larger, better than myself. And they're just waiting to contribute to your cause. Whether that could be for travel as a missionary to go from point A to B. It could be for equipment to be able to accomplish something God's calling to do. It could be for anything. How can you leverage other people's communication, their skills, other people's words, other people's influence? How can you leverage not just the equipment you have, But other people's equipment, whether it be vehicles, or tractors, or, or tools, or computers, or laptops, or internet, or whatever, other people's equipment, other people's technology, and other people's health and strength. When we're operating on how much can I do from my strength and my power, then we're going to operate with scarcity, and what kind of results are we going to get? Very scarce results, very limited results. So I really encourage you, challenge the way that you think on a fundamental level. If you get this, leaders are not limited to what you can do. Leaders think about how much can I lead the people to do? That's what we have to ask at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day. So who here wants to have the mind of Christ? I do. You, you all want to have the mind of Christ? Yeah. Okay. Let's look. How did Christ think? How did Jesus look at resources? Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4, we're going to look at the mind of Christ. It is such? I love opening the Bible because it is the greatest leadership book that was ever written. This is the number one bestseller and continues to be the bestseller, influencing not just peoples and drunkards, but nations with the influence and the teachings found in this book. This is an incredible resource. Jesus is the most influential being in the universe. And we have access to have the same minds, to have the same words, to have the same mentor of Christ that he can can show us the, the shortest way from where we are and where God wants us to be. It is so beautiful. Philippians 2 verse 4. Who would like to read this for us? Okay, Sister Kathy?
2: Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others.
0: And verse
2: 5? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Wow. So Jesus had the mind of
0: looking so at others. Yes, he looked at the the things of others. Now, what are resources? Things. Things. Yes. So let's read this again and replace the word things with resources. Look not every man on his own resources, but every man also on the resources of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So what I'm saying about how much can I do versus how much can I lead the people to do, this isn't just like in, in the book Gospel Workers, but this is how Christ thought. He was thinking that I'm not, like leaders take ownership, they take responsibility. Leadership is not about what you have or what you do as much it is on how you think. Leadership is a mindset. When you change your question, you change your life. And by asking a different question, how much can I lead or influence other people to do with their resources? And and you obsess on how can I add more value to their lives? How can I assist them in the goal that they have? How can I help them to get to where they are, to where they want to be, where God wants them to be? And how can... how. Can I, by helping them reach their goals, be able to better reach my goals? And when you create win-win situations where everybody involved is benefiting, you become co-laborers with each other. And as co-laborers, all their resources are your resources. And all your resources are their resources. This is God's plan that we could work together. I saw Tina's hand and then mom.
1: I was just thinking about like you know Christ when he was on this earth. You know he was saying he was saying to people like when he healed them, don't go tell everyone because Christ couldn't even walk properly like in the city because people were just like crowding and crowding and crowding and you know the more it got out, the more people just came, just came, just came and um, and what what Christ was doing was he was training the twelve disciples. To bring the gospel to the world. He knew, Christ knew that he in, in and of himself, while he was physically on this earth, he couldn't do it. Like, but he, he gave the power to his disciples and gave them his spirit. And that is how the gospel came to the whole world. So he was, he was using, <laughs> using other people.
0: All of our resources are his. And he's still using other people. Like you and I, all of us here, to fulfill his will.
1: we would do well
0: to emulate angels. angels, yeah. So in this effort to be Christ-like, to develop the character of Christ, to have the thoughts and the feelings of Christ, that means it is Christ-like to use the resources of others to dwell and to think not on your own resources, but think of other people's time, other people's money, other people's equipment, other people's knowledge, information, influence. This is... Like, we cannot form into the character of Christ without becoming, uh, putting other people first, esteeming them better than ourselves, and to really be seeing, how can I help others and serve them? This is how true leadership, this is the only leadership uh, model that exists. It's beautiful opportunities we have. Mom, you said you want to say... Yeah, I was just thinking that when, when,
2: when, because I used to live in such a, mindset that was scarcity and I felt, thought oh, I don't have anybody to help me and I don't, I don't know where to go and what to do or even if I knew what to, where to go and what to do I felt like I didn't have anybody to help me because really people are the number one top um, resource and um, so anyway um, I, I just want to say that when you realize that and you're able to connect with the people it catapults you up I mean, you could be struggling and struggling and struggling, but once you realize this, once you get this point and you you start getting people together, it just moves you so quickly.
0: It, it really does. It sure does. Yeah. So true. Yes? So she said, like, people
1: are the greatest number one resource. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. Like, that's true, right? Because, like, Time, we we only have a limited amount of time ourselves, but we have more time with the person. Yeah, and that person can like double our time. Yeah. It's, yeah, when working
0: together,
1: it's like that with skill, it's like that with knowledge, it's like that with money, it's like that with wealth, so that
0: is really... Yeah, pe- people are your number one asset, they're your number one resource, and why, why is Christ so um, so obsessed with redeeming these people? Why does Christ put so much value on the people that he was, that the Father is willing to exhaust heaven's resources in giving us His Son to die for us so that He could redeem people back to us? People are capable of love. All of these resources people are able to to use and, and to exercise and increase. Christ loves us so much. He has special value, not just because of what you can give Him, but because He truly loves you. And that and the value that He places on your individual lives and soul is far greater. It is an infinite price, even the cost of Calvary. Diana, you want to say something? I see you're unmuted.
3: I'm sorry. Well, I, I was going to comment on what Tina was saying, you know, it's interesting when you think that Jesus only had three years to really train his disciples, and like she said, there was so such a big flock that he trained them to do the work. He was yeah. training them to do the work, and that's what they did. Wow. And um, it reminds me of uh, Henry Ford. He didn't know how to build a car. He used his resources. He didn't. He didn't do that. And then on assembly line, they found out that if they had people work together. And everybody working their tasks, they could move a lot faster than one person doing all of it. One person doing it all, they could only do one car per maybe year. But when they had an assembly line, they could uh, push out thousands of cars in a year because wow. people worked as a team.
0: Wow, that's powerful. That's so true. Like, the assembly line is like the difference between how much can I do? Like as a tradesman, as a craftsman, as a mechanic, as like a shoemaker, as a... Like back in, like before the Industrial Revolution... There was a lot of people with skills and trades and specific, like they dedicate their lives to every fabric and piece of this puzzle. But then they started asking, how much can I lead the people to do? And when they worked as a team, they were able to accomplish far more together than they could apart. And then people didn't have to try to become an expert on all facets and areas. They could do a part and do it really well. And that actually employed a lot of people who otherwise would have been idle, it gave them opportunity to use their talents and time and resources for a greater cause or good that they, that they all had this in common. So that's really powerful. Yes? I
2: was going to say it makes the impossible possible.
0: It really does. That, yeah, that's, uh, This is one of the ways that God turns the impossible possible. With man it is impossible, but not with God. Mm-hmm. We're, when we're co-laborers with God, nothing will be impossible. There's no limit. So I remember, like another practical example of this, I remember I was struggling uh, not long ago and I was thinking, um, how can we maximize our resources? In the Army of Youth, I see, like as leaders, this is something this, that we should be often asking ourselves. How can I maximize our resources? And in order to do that, you have to know, like how are you going to maximize your resources if you don't know what they are? So really deeply embed these and train your mind throughout the week to associate the thing that you're doing and trigger it with a resource because what, what leaders do is, is leaders look for patterns. They are masters at recognizing high-level patterns and utilizing them. When you can understand principles, principles are transferable. The techniques are temporary. The tactics are, are they change and, and they're very detailed and they may, may help now but not later. But principles are permanent. And when you understand principles, like when I'm learning from people and I'm observing things, I'm not looking at what they're doing. I'm looking at what are the principles behind why it works and why they're doing what they're doing. Once you understand the principles, you can apply it to every context and every phase of your experience, of your life, of any responsibility that you have. Um, In the nonprofit world, in the for-profit world, in um, in the family units that's all there's resources within the family in having a kitchen team there's resources of siblings of roommates of family of people of um, like all of these things apply to every phase of responsibility we can have so understanding these principles and I'm telling you understanding the concept of resources that all of these things like like I did deep dive on time management I did deep dive on understanding finances on how to develop skills i, I I did learning on how to learn, how to learn quickly because how to fill that gap between where you are, where you want to be. We need knowledge and a different question to do that. So a lot of these things I was studying out and I was trying to understand, uh, but I didn't realize each one of these is, can all be under the principle or category of resources. And when you get that, mm-hmm. it becomes life-changing because so we- now you have a tool. Yes?
1: So you should like Study them individually in your devotions. So oh, yeah. like, in order to, like, understand how we can use them, how
0: Christ uses it. Yes. Being being intentional with our devotions and studying. I, mean, I got a Bible study devotional document on time, on money, on skills and knowledge, on connections, on communication. Cameron has a really good one on communication. All of these things, being intentional in our devotions, going to the source, which is God, where every good and perfect gift and resource comes from above, and going to him to see, well, how can I maximize and increase these capacities? And that's why one of my favorite, one, uh, definitely my favorite chapter in all of um, Sister White's writings is Christ's Object Lesson chapter 25. Because it's talking about the parable of the ten talents. And what we're talking about is... Uh, resources is simply talents it's another name for the talents and there are some talents that are unique to us individually and some of us are are stronger with some talents than others but talents as a a whole there are universal talents that everybody has and that is like these nine these are nine things that each of us have to some degree or another some might have one dollar some might have a hundred dollars some might have a hundred thousand but These God wants us to increase our talents, and that is why the Army of Youth exists. We're here because our vision is to help every young Christian identify their unique talents and dedicate them to the Lord's service. We're here to help others to dedicate, uh, to identify, to dedicate, and develop their talents for Christ. God God accepts you where you are, but I praise God He doesn't leave us that way. But He's seeking to develop in us. He sets before us a path of infinite development in Christ Jesus as we follow His plans and purposes for our life. But what I was saying before is I was struggling. I was really asking, like, how can we maximize our resources? And I was trying to figure this out. It was was kind of perplexing me. But but then it hit me. I was so thankful because I I remember this question. It's like, wait a second. It's not about how I can maximize our resources, but how much can I lead the people to maximize their resources. And once I understood that, I was like, oh, this is a secret. This is the difference. If each one of us are thinking about this and recognizing resources and seeing how can we improve, then it transforms the way that we operate. So I wanna encourage you this may be a new concept and you might be seeing like wow what are my resources please look at the resources of those within your sphere of influence and ask yourself how much can you lead others to maximize their resources in order to do that you may have to communicate the value of it you might have to encourage them to watch this video to catch them up to speed that way you can outsource technology you can leverage that you might have to uh, you, you might have to talk to people and spend time with them and just show them like, hey, this this is something that you'll want to uh, increase for for their reasons. Every one of us has a result. Every one of us has somewhere where we're going, something that we want in life. And you can have anything that you want in life if you help enough people to get what they want in life. So by you teaching them how to get what they want and what God wants for their lives, then um, there is, there's no limit to, to what you can... Accomplished together as co laborers with Christ.
2: When you help people to get what they want, then they really want to help you to get what you want. But if you're not helping people with what they want, you're just expecting to get what you want, they're really resistant.
0: It's true. Yeah. There's a difference between <laughs> self seeking and selflessness, Um uh, or self sacrificing or giving to others. So if Um, I'd say one thing that's really beautiful about this is that one of the reasons why we hyper-focus on helping people identify their talents and give others opportunities that we wish we had so that they can develop their talents um, is because we realize that when everybody is living in their calling and they are working in their gifts, they are doing the thing that is unique to them, their interests, their passion, their skill, their background, their experience, the thing that they just love and it lights them up. You'll be, on, I mean, be honest with me, there are some things that we do that just drains us, that we tend to procrastinate, that we put off, and we know that it needs to be done, and we wait, and we wait, and, we're, and then finally when we do it, it's just like, oh, it's so taxing that it really stretches and it hurts. And then there are other things that we do, that it just gives us strength, it gives us joy, it gives us fulfillment, and it's like no matter how much we do it, there it never tires us out. And it is impossible to be burned out when you're living in your calling and you're doing what you love. Overwhelm, stress, anxiety, this pressure is the result of us not living our calling and working in our gifts. And the beautiful thing is when you Take time to reflect. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13:5, it says, Examine yourselves to see whether you be in the faith. And when you take time for that self-examination every day and you begin to understand a little bit more about who you are and who you're not, and you get very clear on on your calling that God has for you, then He begins to show you uh, what are the areas. That you should be spending more of your time. That you should be, there are, I would encourage us to uh, play to your strengths and outsource or leverage your weaknesses. There is so much, there's so much abundance of opportunity in God's service that you can get very clear on who you are and how you contribute to a bigger cause. You could, whether you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you just like, you really, need to uh, be at the head and and you need to be starting organizations then it's that then it's about finding the team to help you or if you're someone who would rather uh, work with an entrepreneurial spirit and work towards a common goal then finding a community of people finding a team that you could be a part of a vision that you can agree with and and co-laboring using your unique assets and talents to contribute to a greater cause then then um, seeing like how can we use our resources and the resources of others to accomplish the thing that we're setting out to do, uh, this is extremely essential in order to do that, um, and so that everyone can live their calling. And to do that, you need to learn how to develop and work together as what? A team. As a team. It was so. It was so interesting. I, I asked uh, Kim. She's from South Africa. One of the ladies we work with. And I was like so what did you learn in school today and she's like I learned a really nice math equation and she was like teamwork divides the effort and multiplies the success I was like wow you learned that in math and I don't know what happened but I'm like I never forgot that that was powerful teamwork divides the effort and multiplies the success And that's what we get to do, it divides the effort of all these resources that needs to be done, and it multiplies the success for everybody involved. So there are two reasons to build a team, it is powerful, two reasons to build a team. And this is something that we need to understand, because uh, sometimes when we talk about building a team, we, we get, some, get intimidated, uh, maybe sometimes we get fearful, we get uh, concerned. And we think like, wow, if I'm already maxing out my resources, trust me, you're not maxing out your resources. (laughs) We have unlimited resources with God. There's no limit to what we can accomplish through His help and His grace and His uh, collaborating with Him. Uh, But sometimes we feel that we've reached our limits. It's when you feel that you've exhausted all your resources and you have nothing else to give and, and you are at your very ends, this is when we need to realize that there is still more than with Christ. We can we can do more, we can be more, we, we can contribute. There's something that we're missing. There's resourcefulness that we should start praying for. And it is according to God's will that we be resourceful and co-labor with Him. We have a part to play. And um, so, uh, it is at that time that overwhelm is really an indication that you need to delegate. That stress, the burdening of the responsibilities that you see is so heavy, that is an indication that you need to outsource and leverage some of the resources of the others. It is, you are overwhelmed because you are not resourcing in those areas that are overwhelming you. And when you, when you outsource your, those resources, then the overwhelm gets lifted. The possibilities start expanding. You're no longer operating on a mindset of scarcity and you start seeing an abundance of opportunity and blessings and joy and fulfillment and impact and influence because you're working on the same principle that God works on. Think about that. Mm -hmm. So so the team is what's going to help us to break through that overwhelm and, and stress, but there's two reasons to build a team. Number one is is building a team that becomes independent of you.
1: <laughs>
0: so one is, uh, and what, and then the second, well, uh, well, we'll get that. What does it mean to build a team that's independent of you? In other words, there are some things that we are not very. Uh, Skill that it's, it's not in those areas that like really strengthen us and give us joy and peace and, or um, how do you say the things that are just like some things are harder than others and there's some things that need to be done I'm not saying don't ever do things that are difficult uh, because God wants us to be faithful in that which is least and be willing to play any part in the Lord's service God wants us uh, to be willing to aid at whatever needs to be done and when you have that willingness, this is the first thing that, that God, is, God is actually looking for. In it. And it's, it's really a beautiful thing. Um, well, look at that. Um, and that is, uh, in order to do that, sometimes especially like in startups, or in, if you have a department mm-hmm. that you're working under, there's different teams in order to grow then we need to increase our capacity. We need to increase our room for people to get on board with all of their resources to contribute to a greater good. In order to grow, we need teams. So um, you may have the responsibility, you may have the skill or or whatever it is, that uh, it's your responsibility to build the team and to be able to outsource and to help involve other people. Now, you could have that goal with that team it, sometimes people get scared building a team because they feel like well if I'm gonna be the team leader if I'm gonna be forming this team then that means I'm always gonna be stuck doing this I'm going to be leading this out or heading it up and I don't want to be stuck doing that for a very long time so they continue to work in those areas that they just that burns them out but it's uh, I'd say on the flip side, this is why sometimes we're building a team so that we can find someone who could replace us. And uh, so it becomes
1: independent.
0: So it becomes independent of you. So that other people can take on that work who love it, who just find it a joy, who are just so excited to be able to do something like that. Uh, then uh, it makes a huge difference. Like for me, I, um, I learned video editing because um, I realized it needed to be done in order to reach people to help others and encourage them. But I realized that I can't stand editing videos. I don't like anything about the cutting and the trimming and all the post-production, it's overwhelming. I took this steep learning curve to try to figure that out. And it was just, it was intense. Um, So, uh, I began to realize it's not how much I could do, how much I can lead the people to do. So then in 2014, I started working with video editors. I started working with different people and outsourcing that. And then it was funny, because uh, Daniel was just over here recently, and he loves <laughs> editing videos. And, and um, I remember talking with him, and he would suggest something, and it requires a whole bunch of editing videos. I'm like, whoa, why don't we just like, do it this way? My suggestion required like very little editing videos, and then like I realized that we were doing that and I was just wondering like why why are we doing that and then I, I like sat and listened and I began to realize he was just like I genuinely like editing videos like this is something I really enjoy and I'm passionate about and it's not work to me and he just want the, yeah, he could do it fast and I was just like whoa people actually like that and I know they like that mm-hmm. but it's just a lot of yeah. times when you're working in your gift Um, And you think that's something... uh, Sometimes we continue to take on responsibility on ourselves because we don't like it. And we think because we don't like it, no one else will. And so we don't want to give that burden to other people. We feel like we're burdening others. But when we are giving people opportunities to use their unique talents, it doesn't feel like a burden. It feels like they're living their calling and living out their purpose. And it brings in meaning and purpose and opportunity to labor for Christ's service. It's a beautiful thing when you start changing the mindset where uh, delegation does not mean uh, burdening people, but it means giving opportunity. opportunity. Do you guys want to give opportunities to others to use their talents? No, I do Or do you want to hoard all the responsibilities?
2: I don't.
1: And
0: prevent others. Don't you want
2: to hone your skills.
0: Do you want to? Do you want to contribute to the the harvest being plenteous and the labors being few? No. So in order to do that, we have to learn how to build teams. We have to learn how to outsource and leverage resources of others and collaborate together as a team to be a team member and to be a team leader because all of you here are leaders. Whether you have a team or not is not dependent on what you're doing or what you have. It's who you are. It's how you think. It is your thoughts and your feelings about your influence and your and God's ability to work through you. Do you really believe that God can use you to lead others to do good? If you really believe that God is able to work, uh, it's not trusting in yourself, it's trusting what God can do through you. It's not distrusting in yourself if we are reluctant, it's distrusting what God can do through us. But I encourage you, I believe that you can, that's why I'm here, that's why you're here. You're here, God has a purpose and a plan for your life, um, and He wants to use that. So that's independent team. This is this is a team that could that could work yourself out of a job. There's a phrase that success is not success without a successor. So a lot of times we have to be thinking who is going to replace us. We want to be training our replacements. Um, and I see Diana. You want to say something? Would you like to? Would you like to share? Yeah.
3: There's two things. Um, this morning the Lord was showing me. Um, in Bible study that he, you know, he's the cornerstone and I was looking up what a cornerstone is. It's a very intense thing. Well, Jesus was also a carpenter. It's very interesting that when he was had his team, he built his team. He understood how a house had to be built. You couldn't start in one area and not build um, the foundation first. And it was very interesting because as I'm thinking about each one of us having a, t- a team, I used to call them departments, but we have our own team, It's important for as team leaders, um, and I think you said this already, Enoch, um, just clarifying it double, you know, because I think it's really a key thing, is when you have your team players on your team, it's important as a team leader to invest in their life and to find out what their love is, to actually get involved and find out who they are, what they're about, what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, because by doing that, you're also equipping them to be leaders for Christ not necessarily just leaders and uh, people in your department that you're developing leaders only, yeah. but you're developing them to be leaders for Christ in many departments when you get to know them and find out what their love is. You can also redirect them in helping in another department in the ministry even. So it's a, it's a key thing to get to know the members of your team to become part of their life.
0: Amen. That's so true. And that's not just for team leaders. It's for every disciple of Christ. Be not deceived. Disciples make disciples. If you are a follower of Christ, that means you have a great commission to disciple the lives of other people. And and discipleship, leadership, it's not teaching a class, it's discipling a life. That That's like the truest form. And uh, getting to know people... And people that are involved with your organization or people that are not, people who are in your church or not, people who, whoever they are in whatever walk of life, whatever career path that they're on, when you're able to get to know them, their talents, their abilities, their skills, their interests, their passions, what they want, then, then our goal is to help people to get from where they are to where God wants them to be and to help them to fulfill God's Promises and songs that God will give thee the desires of your heart, and that's the sanctified desires of a heart that are in harmony with what God has promised. So we're just helping people to receive the promises of God for their life, their unique calling, um, and that is so important to do. I really appreciate you sharing, Sister Diana. So the second thing, the second reason for building a team is uh, to become an extension of you one is being independent from you to free yourself from the responsibility and letting others lead independent of you so you're not doing those things that are outside of your calling but the second is to be an extension of you sometimes we don't we're we're reluctant to build a team because we feel like if i build a team then it's like i love this this is what i enjoy doing this is what i want to do and if i build a team then then they're going to take from me what i love doing and that's not the case at all. Um, if if you're working in something that you just absolutely love, you're still extremely limited if you're working by yourself. There, there's like an old African proverb that said, if you want to go far, go alone. No, 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 Oops, let me backtrack. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And it was this, this concept that if we in order for us to reach what we're trying to do which we want to reach the world we see a world where never again must a young person in and live an aimless life we are at war with with people living aimless lives and having no definite purpose for which to live we see a time where every young person leads meaningful lives in the lord's service they're actively dedicating their talents for christ they're actively fulfilling god's plan for them and developing for jesus and they are making a difference in other people's lives. And we are not going to stop until this takes place. But in order to do that, um, we have to we have to grow. We want the people around us to grow. We must grow. And um, as we develop a team to be an extension for us, like for me, I am, uh, my name Enoch means teacher. I love teaching. This is the reason why I do so much is because I love so sharing with others life-changing principles that have made a huge impact on my walk with Christ and what I've done and when I see people light up and I see them have this shift in belief and the belief causes all their actions and then their actions change in their life and when their actions change the results change and they're able to make a difference in other people's lives, that lights me up, that excites me. And this is, like, I I can teach, like, I can share. Like, there's no burden here. I can do this all day, any day, at any time of the day. And this is what I love doing. There are some other things, skills and resources and talents and things that I've developed in order to accomplish that, that were outside of my gifts. But I begin to realize that I can form a team of people who love doing different facets of teamwork or or reaching others and they believe in a similar mission then cultivating those leadership skills, then people can help writing, creating worksheets help writing summaries, help uh, designing the websites or editing the videos or doing different portions so that we can get the message of Christ out there so that other people don't have to live aimless lives and by that I'm creating an extension of me and we're able to work together in harmony and together we're able to do far more than we ever would apart and by the combined resources of influence, of skills, of knowledge, of time, of equipment, the combining, we're able to actually achieve an amount to more than if we were all isolated and individually doing, using all the limited resources that we have by ourselves. So that you might find that there's some area in ministry in life, in your family, in your job, in your your career, something that you really enjoy, that you can form a team around you to support you in the work that you're doing to move the mission forward. And when it's an extension, then you get to do what you love, just at a higher level. Mm -hmm. So I see Mom's hand and then Tina. Well,
2: I was just gonna say that, you know, um, we have a limited amount of of, um, leaders But when we're giving people things that they want to do, then chances are these people are good at what they're doing and they will become leaders. Even though they're not a leader right now, they might not have that confidence right now, but when we put them to work and they could see, hey, yeah, I'm good at this, then that'll build up their confidence and they'll want to be
0: leaders. Amen. Amen. And Tina?
1: I was just thinking about Christ and his, you know, his people. It's an extension of him, it's not, we don't work independent of Christ, we work co-laborers together with God. It's just interesting how, like, I know which one's Christ, like, which one Christ operates on. It's the extension of him.
0: Amen. Yeah, I really, I was thinking about that too, it's very interesting. And in closing, I want to I want to end with this this question that we would all do well to ask. Yeah,
1: we're fast.
0: There's two questions. Yeah, time flies when you have fun, yeah. and your life is being changed. There's two questions that we can ask ourselves. Uh, Leah, did you want to say something before I share these two questions? I saw you unmute yourself. You're welcome to share if you'd like. We don't hear anything if you're saying something. Okay. We don't hear anything. Alright, so so the two questions is... Um, the, the question that should concern us most is not how much have I been given? But it should be, what, what am I doing with that which I have? A lot of times we see the limitation of our time. We see the limit, like our limit of all these different things. And we're thinking, well, because I don't have, a strong, because I'm not a strong communicator like say Enoch or, or like uh, just someone someone who's a communicator because I don't have that therefore it excuses me to do anything but last I checked how, how many of us here have a mouth?
1: I we all do
0: all of us I have know. the ability to communicate this is something that has been given to every man, woman and child what are you doing with the, the mouth that you have? God wants you to use your talents, whatever that may be, so you can contribute to others. If you don't use it, you lose it. When you And my favorite verse in all of the Word of God, I love this verse, it is so powerful. Luke 16, 11, it says, He that is faithful in that which is least will be faithful also much. But he that is unjust in that which is least will be unjust also in much. So the question is not how much resources, how much influence, how much leverage, how much of all these things do you have? But the question is what are you doing with what you have? Your greatest preparation for for maximizing your resources and the resources of others is using what you have today, focusing on what you have and expanding from there. And when you use what you have, your capacity increases. And then you can use more, and you maximize that, it grows. It's, your your resources are not, your talents are not like your shoe size that you're just stuck with it. It is that, not like a thermometer that tells you what you have or what you don't and what you always will be. It's more of like a thermostat. You set the thermostats of how much resources you have based on who you are and how much of the mind of Christ you are willing to receive into your life. How much of His character are you willing to receive? And based upon that variable, God is is willing to work in your life. Uh, We can turn in our Bibles, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12, so will be the last verse that we'll read, 2 Corinthians 8, 12, can I get another volunteer to read this, okay Tina
1: says for if there be first a willing mind it is not it, sorry it is accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not i'm really thankful for this verse
0: second Corinthians 8:12 yeah second Corinthians 8:12 why why are you thankful for this verse
1: god doesn't expect us to do anything that we can't we don't have
0: amen He doesn't expect us to do anything that we don't have, anything that we can't do. All of God's promise, all of God's commands are enablings. All His biddings are enablings. Every law contains or implies a promise. So what God is promising today is that you can maximize your resources and the resources of others. You can build a team for God's glory. And you can lead others to do so much more than they ever thought possible. And it requires a leader like you to be able to see in others before they see in themselves. So my appeal to you today is to take inventory of the resources that you have and to see how can you maximize those resources and the resources of others. Really take inventory and see and and get very clear on where are you going? What's your destination? What is your vision? What are you a part of? And, and where are you going, where are we going collectively and get very clear on that. Because based on where we're going will we determine the resources that we need to get there. And, and again, how are you going to maximize your resources if you don't become thoroughly acquainted with the types of resources that are available to you? Really master these and understand and, and train your mind to associate a lot of these limitations that we often face and experience with weight. That's a resource. And it's not about scarcity of what we lack. It's about resourcefulness. Focus on being resourceful and you will have an abundance to do God's will. There's no limit to what God is able to do through you and with you. And um, I'm so glad that we're able to come here together. And I pray that this has been eye-opening and um, helpful along your leadership journey. So with that, let's, um, if it's your desire to maximize your resources for Christ's glory, then I encourage you to close with me for a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we are very grateful for the privilege that we have to uh, use our talents for your service, to dedicate them for a cause that is much greater than ourselves. Thank you for calling us to a high calling And uh, and that you have given us a mark that we can press towards the mark of our high calling in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray that you will help us to be very faithful. Help us to remember what are the resources that we have in our lives that we can use for your glory. Help us to uh, increase our capacity by being faithful in the little things that we have. We want to be faithful, Lord. We want to be found among that number that is ready to meet you in your soon return. And we want to bring as many people as we possibly can to heaven along the way. So we pray that you will use us in spite of ourselves. Thank you, Father, for your tender love and your mercies. We pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank
2: you, Sounds
0: good. Thank you everybody for, for joining us for this leadership table and for those who are viewing online, I want to encourage you to share this video with someone else who you believe needs to maximize their resources or as you are going through and you're, and you're seeking how can I develop the resources of those around me, this could be a powerful tool, a resource for you that you can leverage to help those on your team to see the need to increase their capacity, so that together you can do better than you would apart. Thank you so much. Subscribe for more videos like this, and if you wanna join the leadership table, we do it every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're welcome to join us on Discord, participate and engage. We'd love to hear you. This is an open invitation. So who do you know that is interested in developing on their leadership journey? And come, invite them over. And we would love to be able to learn and grow Together, along this heavenward journey.
3: Thanks again. And remember that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the calls.